The Dave Nemo Radio Show and Pod Wheels powered by Radio Nemo are in Columbus, Ohio for the 2023 National Truck Driving and National Step Van Championships, hosted by the American Trucking Associations. This is a special podcast series highlighting the people and happenings of NTDC 2023. From Columbus, here's Jimmy Mack. Here's like I told Richard Gillespie to expect before we jump in this morning. Hey, man, good morning to you. How you doing? Good, real good. So let's kind of talk about Dan Ronan. I don't know if you're a baseball fan, but Dan Ronan just sent me a picture of a Carl Yastrzemski from 1967, the Red Sox player. In 1967, you hadn't been competing here that long, had you by then? No, only one time. And 65 was my first time. And 65, what happened in 65? How did you do? I won the state and went to Kansas City for the Nationals. So you've been doing this since 1965 in regards to the NTDC, which is where we are right now, 2023. 2023's NTDC. You guys can hear the background, man. There's a lot of noise going on here. And we're here with Richard Gillespie, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Two-time champion, been competing for a long time. How did you get your start in trucking? Well, I was in the Marine Corps from 60 to 63, and I got out and went home. My dad was a truck driver. I wanted to go to work, put an application in at the railroad, and put an application at the company my dad worked, and they were the first one to call me. So I went to work, started out on the dock, and got laid off three months, and went back to work, and I started driving then. It's interesting, we were talking with Wayne earlier, and he talked about the fact that he got behind the wheel of a truck when he was 19, but he'd had so much experience on the farm growing up. And Dave Nemo and I have talked about this on many occasions, about the farm system, that trucking benefited for a long time from an unintentionally beneficial training situation. He had million five-plus Teamsters, all of these military veterans or men and women that grew up on farms. So trucking had this great benefit of having you come from one of the traditional backgrounds. You actually were in the Marine Corps, and from there you go into trucking. What is the first time you ever found out about the rodeo, which is now the NTDC, and what was it like to be a part of those events back then? I had no idea what the rodeo was. My safety man come up to me and says, Dick, I want you to drive in a rodeo this year. I says, rodeo? What's that? And he says, well, I'll explain it to you. And he says he was driving truck, doing some maneuvers and we set up a place where I could practice a little bit and they were telling me what to do and it come kind of natural to me because I did too grew up on a farm every summer I spent my time on a farm my uncle put me on a tractor when I was four years old and I could drive it I wasn't big enough to put the clutch in to stop but he says reach down there when you want to stop and turn the key off so I did that and then my dad took me to the fairgrounds when I was seven and eight to drive the family car. So I've done quite a bit of driving. My uncle wanted me to come up to the farm and help him on the farm when I was 14. He says, I'll buy you a car. So that was how I got my first car. And wasn't even old enough to drive it on the highway, but I had a car at 14. And by the way, there are so many stories like that from people we've talked to from the 40s, 50s, and 60s who came up either on the farm or through the military or had a mom or dad who was a truck driver and kind of passed on that information. In many ways, events like this help continue that. 
a position you're in as well, too, because you've won this thing seven times. Yeah, Grand twice. champion twice, but in different categories, you've won yes. seven overall. Seven different classes. I mean, which is why basically you are the Tom Brady, the Richard Petty of this particular institution. He won't say it. We're going to say it for him. But talk about what you've seen change over these many years. That's a big thing, too, because the competition has evolved. More stuff has been added. You continue to win as they would add things, right? Talk about what yeah. you've seen change over the time. Well, it started out, the mirrors on the trucks were a lot smaller. And then they started putting crossover mirrors and bigger convex mirrors and bigger flat mirrors. So they're getting more mirrors. It was easier to see around you. The trucks are getting bigger. They started with 35-foot trailers, went to 40-foot trailers, 42-foot trailers, 48-foot trailers. Now they're up to 53-foot trailers. So while it gets easier in regards to what you can see and the maneuverability and the control, the equipment and the expanse and the size of it gets a little bit... So as things get added that make it easier, things get added that make it more challenging at the same time as well, right? Exactly, yeah. Let me ask you something. You've been to so many of these. I want to point this out, guys, that you decided to call it a day in regards to being here in 91, but you've been volunteering ever since. Ever since in 91. That was my seventh time to win, and I thought... Man, I've won in every class. It's always been a thrill to win a championships. And I've won seven and seven different classes. I just decided that why should I keep going and win again? Let somebody else have the thrill of winning. So I decided I wouldn't be in competition anymore, but I would volunteer to help. Here's the thing. I'm sure both your competitors and the organizers were thrilled to have you both step out and at the same time maintain your presence here. We're joined by Richard Gillespie, of course. Dick is joining us here, so graciously giving up his time. He's so busy here, always kind of helping out with stuff. We just had Wayne talk about eating well on the road, taking care of yourself. Anybody that spent any time here, if you were here with me now, you'd see that Richard is in very good shape, takes very good care of himself at the young age of 80. You were driving trucks back at a time when sometimes people actually still were sitting on boxes from time to time. Talk to me about how a person then and now maintains their health. You didn't get this far by being silly about the way you took care of yourself, not just your machinery and your equipment. Talk to me about taking care of yourself. Well, driving truck, a lot of truck stops. Sometimes I was drinking coffee every day, all day. One time I was at the rodeo and drank coffee and wasn't my turn to drive it but I got myself so much coffee then that I thought hey I better stop doing this <laughs> I cut out the coffee maybe one cup a day now wow it's a big thing for a truck driver to say I'm down to one cup of coffee a day I mean that's not even drinking coffee at that point I mean right right yeah. right one cup in the morning and I cut myself off and drink more water that's a big thing. Richard Gillespie joins us. He, by the way, is the GOAT. Seven-time champion, right? right. Two-time grand champion joins us this morning. Talk about what you do as a volunteer a little bit with us, okay? Course supplies is what we do, and there's two of us that work course supplies. I started out working with Bob Rudisol, and he was like my dad. I got to know what he does, so I told ATA that I wasn't going to compete anymore. Jay Condu, she says, Dick, what do you want to do? And I says, I'll work the course supplies. 
make sure the judges have pencils, clipboards, whistles, all that. And I want to kind of put this in perspective for you guys. This is why this is so important and the idea that so many people here are volunteers. Some of them, like Richard, are former champions, truck drivers. Many of them are just people who just love this event. But that's the kind of work a lot of the people who do the volunteer work here do, just basically making sure the judges have the paper they need right. and the pens right. in their hands right. so that nobody's having to scramble and look around for anything, that the whole thing runs like a well-oiled machine. The whole thing is an engine that you guys kind of do maintenance on, isn't it? It is. It is. And you meet different people, and you only meet them once a year. So I always like to come back and make new friends and see the old friends. So that's part of it, too. We'll leave Columbus out of the conversation. We'll just tell everybody it's our favorite one ever. But of all the other events you've been to, both as a champion and as a volunteer, which ones are the most memorable for you? Which ones did you enjoy the most? Well, it started out, my first one was Kansas City, and we went back there to Kansas City a few times. Dallas, Fort Worth, I've been to so many of them. I think the nicest one was when the first time we went to Orlando. And there was plenty of other things to do there, Well, that's too. the thing about Orlando's kind of set up for that, aren't they? I mean, I always said, anytime anybody has anything in Orlando, they better get it right. It's their job. That's, that's what right. they do over yeah. there. Let me ask you a question, too, in regards to working with other drivers when you're here. The one thing we all talk about is the camaraderie, that so many men and women aren't just competing. They're helping each other get better, giving each other tips, showing people how to do stuff, securing their own abilities, not like competing in the nasty way, but in the best way. Has it always been like that? Oh, yeah. It's always been that way. That's for sure. Of all the things that you've learned in coming to these, I know you've taught a lot of people a lot of stuff here, but in regards to what you've learned, so you come here, we pick up tips, we get better at things. What are some of the most memorable things you've learned while at these competitions? I always wanted to be perfect. We have the 18-inch score table, and 60 is 50, and I always like to get in that 50 zone and all the time I was going two three inches and then I figured out wow if I get two three inches I'm close to zero too so I changed my way of thinking and I thought well I'm gonna go for six inches instead of two inches that way I'm closer to 45 and 50 instead of 50 and zero so that really helped me in regards to making you a better driver on the road. Nobody seems to forget that here, that this is much fun as this is and as competitive as it is. For many people, it's about a way of getting better on the road. You're talking about 25, 30-plus years of in-competition and to then go in 30, 40 years of volunteering here. How did it make you a better driver on the road? Well, in the beginning, my company would give S&H green stamps for any driver that didn't have accident in the year. And <laughs> I remember green stamps. Yeah. 65, after my first competition, I told myself, I'm going to be a good driver because I don't want to have any accidents. I want to be eligible to do this again. So coming here has been my one thing that I wanted to do. So it made me a good driver. I well, didn't I, want to have accidents. I'll tell everybody listening this right now, and I don't want to presume to talk for Richard, but I think you would agree with me on this. This event is so much fun. To simply get the opportunity to attend both your state championship and then, of course, this national championship, I can see how that would be a motivating factor. That you begin making decisions based on safety 
across right. the board, which may, means every once in a while you're a little bit late here or there, but it also means you're always on time in regards to getting home in one piece and not having to do police reports or anything else like that as well, too. The first time you won it, what was that experience like? When you became the grand national champion, what was that experience like? Well, the first time I won the nationals was in straight truck in 73 in Colorado. Do you remember what date that was? I don't remember the date. They used to have the championships later in the year, and I think that was in October. we got to figure out that date, because once that date kicks in, it'll be the 50th anniversary of your first grand championship. It just dawned on me that's because there's so many things getting celebrated this year from 1973. I didn't realize it. So we're 50 years removed from your first championship. So you win it. What was that experience like? Oh, it was a thrill. It was just so happy and people congratulating me dick you did a good job keep it up there are a lot of young people who are just coming into the industry many of whom just got sirius xm for the first time they're listening to this event for the first time can you talk a little bit about how you would encourage somebody to get involved with this whether it is as a driver or a volunteer why it's so important to be involved in this and how much longer you're going to keep doing this year after year right I will be doing this, yeah. I was working at school teaching people to drive. At my companies, I always encourage some of the new drivers to, hey, let's do the rodeo. So I've encouraged a few people to come and do the competition. When you were training, where do you start with that? When you're training a new driver, where would you begin? How would you begin that mentorship? First thing we had to do was teach them how to shift because everything was manual transmissions. It wasn't like putting it in drive and go. First thing you had to do is teach them how to shift and get the coordination down so you could make a good shift. And you don't go down all the way with your clutch. You just go down a little bit and put it in the other gear. So that was the hardest thing to do, but that was the first thing we had to do because we couldn't take them on the highway if they couldn't shift. So they had to be able to shift before we could really take them out on the highway. I hadn't thought about that, too, in regards to anybody who knows about this who actually knows how to do that. But, yeah, that's the thing about a clutch is that a clutch is a touch. You're not jamming a clutch. I mean, you're not burning a clutch out of Tell me if I get this wrong. You figure out what is the minimum amount of pressure you need, and once you figure that out, that's pretty much where you should be living, right? Because right, it makes it right, soft right. and makes it for better speed, too, right? Right. You just put the clutch in a little bit, and you can just feel and the shifting lever just kind of slides in the gear. So once we get the clutch down, once we got the people actually knowing how to kind of move from one speed to the next, where do we go then? What is the foundational lesson of Richard Gillespie? What are you teaching these guys? Well, then we usually have like a rodeo course to set up, it's a backing to do and hooking and dropping to do, teach them how to hook up and drop a trailer. Different problems that we have in the rodeo. And that's a fun thing too because basically doing the rodeo, doing it every year, I didn't even think about this. If you wanted to train somebody to be a trainer, one of the things you could do is you could make them volunteer to work the rodeos, both the state and championship level, and really encourage your trainers to attend them as volunteers because in doing that, you could actually make them better trainers, not just better drivers. Exactly. Yep, it is. I didn't even think about that. That's actually kind of a great thing. We could talk about that maybe one day a couple of weeks from now if you ever want to make time again. Richard Gillespie joins us this morning, and we are absolutely pleased to have him. 
what do you plan to do for fun over the next couple of days, along with all this, the event itself? You got any dinner plans? You going to go do anything? Anything fun? Not really. This is good enough, right? This is good enough. This will do. This is always a long day, and uh, get your rest. Well, you were here at, what, 6 o'clock this morning, right? I mean, I know you were up before then, but I saw you. Guys, I'll be posting a picture of Richard later. I got a chance to look at him in his golf court as they were driving the track. But you guys were here at 6 a.m. This kind of goes. And and what time are you going to be here till today? Till we're done, whatever time it is. Uh, It could be 3, 4 o'clock, 5, when we're done. 80-year-old Richard Gillespie's been here since 6 o'clock this morning. He will be here to 3, 4, maybe even 5 o'clock this afternoon. He will be here tomorrow doing the same thing. What are you doing with your life? Thanks for spending part of your day with Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo's coverage of NTDC 2023. Check back with us on podwheels.com for more of our podcast features as we work to take you inside the championship event. You can also keep up with all the episodes of this special event series by subscribing to this podcast. Just search National Truck Driving Championships and hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.